Isaac, good to be back with you today. I got my Midway Baptist Church cup. You got the original black, and we're uh, ready to get in the word again. Let's have some coffee and uh, talk about following the leader today. How's it going? Sounds very preschool of us. <laughs> right. Yes. Well, following it's following the leader. The leader. The leader. Yeah. We. Uh, I was thinking about that as I was looking for a message uh, for our high school graduates uh, this Sunday. And I was just about in, I just read John 10, or I was about to read John 10 in my quiet time. And I got to this about Jesus, the good shepherd, and he calls his sheep and they follow him. And I like, oh, they follow him. Oh, follow the leader. Oh, that's pretty good advice for what happens next after you walk across that high school graduation stage to uh, where you go out into the unknown. Um, you're following somebody. You're going to follow somebody. somebody. Might as well be Jesus. Right. And so in John chapter 10, Jesus uh, says, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice, a stranger they will not follow because they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. And then verse six, which I appreciate being here, this figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. Um, that makes me feel better when I read and don't always understand what he's saying to me. The disciples who walked with him, they sometimes didn't get it either. They Oftentimes, oftentimes, which could be said for us as well. So, but in you know what? Actually, just a little double click on that. You know why that is, and I, you know why that is. <laughs> they didn't have the Holy Spirit, right? Like we have we, one up on them. We are advantaged over the disciples that as Jesus spoke to them so often, right? They did not get what he was talking about. They were listening um, with human ears, and they were. That's all they had. We have and spiritual ears. Jesus says a little later in this book um, that it's better for me to leave because one is coming. Yeah. Uh, talking about the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit, one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to interpret God, interpret God's word for us. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So that verse shows up often for them. It sh should show up less often for us, but it still will when we're trying to use these as opposed to the Holy Spirit. Right. Absolutely. Good thought. And so what's happening here is he's he's picturing, and it's very well may be that from where he's standing and teaching, they could see some sheep or maybe a sheepfold. And a sheepfold was kind of like a hotel for sheep in that many different shepherds would put their sheep in this sheepfold at the same time. And then when, when it was time for them to keep traveling, keep going where they were intended to go, the shepherd would come in, he would call out his sheep, and only his sheep would leave with him because they knew his voice. The other sheep is like, oh, who's this guy? I don't know. I'm not going with him. And so his sheep would come out with him, and he would take them out and, and lead them to where they're going next. But this sheepfold was a place where they could be protected overnight, all of them together, and there was a doorkeeper that watched over that, and he uh, he would let the shepherds in because he would know who 
who they were, but again, they would call out their particular sheep. Anybody that was trying to steal sheep uh, would, you know, try to come over the sides and, and they were always being watchful for that. But, but Jesus is talking about his role as the shepherd of his sheep, that he openly comes to them. He comes through the front door. Uh, I, there's something about that that I really like. And I haven't uh, quite decided exactly what it is, but he he enters by the door of the, the, the shepherd comes to his sheep. He comes openly in contrast to the enemy who might be climbing over the wall, trying to sneak in. Um, you know, the devil is always subtly lying to us and he's treacherous and he's lying and he's scheming. Jesus just openly comes and gives us the truth. So you mentioned you're you're giving this message with a focus to to high school graduates, right? Headed yeah. off into to college years and then eventually into the the real world. Um, this is such a valuable lesson for all of us, but especially right. those starting to make those decisions on who they're going to follow themselves. But right as you read through this, I think this this warning is specifically to pay attention to who you follow within the Christian faith. So you, you mentioned the, the, the sheepfold is a place that that's designed for safety. That right. the thought is that you're there for safety. And then Jesus mentions uh, the one who comes in another way, but that man ends up that thief or robber ends up in the sheepfold. Right. Um, where yes. you should be safe. Like there's other times where we talk about shepherds and sheep or we're out on the hillside and it's protecting from a wolf or a bear or a lion out there, right? right? Yes. That's, that, that's out in that's out in the world. Right. And there's protection there. But this is someone that you think is a shepherd. Someone that you think is a shepherd. You right. sheep do not mistake wolves and lions and bears as their shepherd. No. But the the intent of this robber, this thief, is that they think that he's the shepherd. And so in today's world, in today's culture, as you head out into the real world, um, there are a lot of thieves and robbers that if you're not paying attention, sound like they're giving you Christian theology, that they're talking to you within the walls of the church. And right. those, this is a specific warning that we've all got to be very familiar with Jesus so that we cannot be fooled and think that these robbers and thieves sound like Jesus. These are this is a warning for those that we think sound like Jesus, not those that are obviously right. uh, out to get us and do us harm. Absolutely true. And he says the one key to that is to know his voice, to recognize his voice, his truth, uh, to be able to align what you're hearing to the word of God. Jesus is the word made flesh. And so uh, that's very important. So Jesus comes to us. He takes the initiative here to come to his sheep. He enters by the door. Um, in fact, he says in a little bit here, he's going to say, I am the door. He is the way uh, that we have a relationship with God. He enters by the door and and he he the gatekeeper opens because the gatekeeper recognizes this is a shepherd. But when he gets there, he calls the sheep by name. Uh, he 
they hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name. My grandmother used to name the animals on their farm. I was always fascinated that she had a name for every one of the pigs. Um, <laughs> but Jesus has named his sheep and he knows his sheep by name. And when he calls them by name, they recognize his voice because they are already in a relationship with him and they're used to having conversation with him. And so he, uh, it's amazing to think about the fact that Jesus knows our names, that he, the God of the universe, the creator of the universe, will come to us specifically and individually and call us by name. He knows us. He created us. Right. Um, he created us and designed us. And as we say often, he did that for a reason. <laughs> right. Um, he's yeah. one of us differently and uniquely. And so... Um, not only does he call us by name, but he speaks to us in a way that, that we understand. Right. And should, should be able to recognize the more we focus in on his voice, what we're doing is tuning our ear, our spiritual ears, as we've already talked about, to hear his voice and know that prompting is from him. And but how do you do that? How do you know it's from him? Well, you, you filter it through this. And it, it's got to line up with this. It's got to be a prompting um, that is consistent with the word of God. It's consistent with how he has called you and spoken to you in the past. Again, they recognize his voice because they've had ongoing dialogue and they are trusting him as the leader. He's led the, to this point. One of the best things you could do is you head off into any day, whether it's first day of college, first day of job or just tomorrow um, right. for any of us consistently spend time in God's word. Right. Start. One, you will, you will learn about him. You will hear from him. And the more you hear from him and the more you learn about him, the more you can recognize. Him. I think so many Christians today, like think they hear something and they're like, I don't know. And they're not convinced. They're not confident that what they heard was from God. Right. And, the only way you can be confident that you heard his voice is that you know what his voice sounds like. And so you've got to be in position. You've got to be listening. But you have to be in positioning where you've heard his voice before to recognize his voice. And then you become, the more you hear it, the more confident you become is, yeah, that's his voice. I know him. And yeah. then when you hear another voice that's trying to sound like him, you're like, like mm, that didn't quite sound off. like Yeah. I started doing a God impersonation. Um but that's not right. That's not him. And so then you don't do that. <laughs> so right. Whatever that's calling to you do. But then as soon as you recognize something as God, now you're able to just obey that and follow him wherever that leads, because you know, it's God and you trust it. Exactly. And as he leads us, notice here that he calls the sheep and he leads them out. He leads them out of pen. It's time to move here. We're going, and you're going with Jesus. You're following Jesus. Uh, you can't stay where you are if you're going to follow him because he's on the move. And so where might he be leading you today, my friend? Following implies going somewhere, not blindly, but with purpose, direction, and faith. Hebrews 12 tells us that we're running a race uh, and that Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, we're, we're, we're moving towards him. Um, and so not only does he call us out, 
but he leads us. He goes before us, verses four and five. When he had brought out all of his own, so he made sure he got all of them out of the pen, it's time to go. He goes before them and the sheep follows him because they know his voice. And so Jesus leads from the front. He goes before us. Uh, how does that help you in your following of Jesus, knowing he's out in front? There's a trust factor there and, and a lack of pressure. <laughs> like you right. don't have to blaze the trail. Um, and sometimes sometimes we picture God calling us out to go do something that it's on us to go step out and do it. Right. And kind of blaze that trail. Um, but, you know, Paul tells us in Ephesians, uh, let me get it there so that it's accurate. Um, da, 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 da. For we are his workmanship, mm -hmm. which we talked about. So God's designed us each, created in Christ Jesus for good works. Right. right? There's the reason, right? Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So he made us all intimately, knows us by name. We're each unique and created by God for a reason, but it's not a reason that we have to go figure out a manufacturer and produce ourselves. It's a reason that he's already prepared for us. Right. And he's prepared it two different ways. One, he prepared us to go do it, but then he's also working in this world around us, working in our circumstances, working with the people around us to prepare our surroundings for us to step into them as well. Like it's, he's pre pre preparing both sides of that us for our good works and our good works that they're ready for us to step into them. And, and this is why things don't always happen as fast as we would like them to happen it is because not only is God preparing us and maybe we're not ready, but also the circumstances might not be right for the maximum impact of what it is he's calling you to do because he's working in both scenarios you will get there right on time if you listen to his voice and follow him. And it's so hard to do. It's so hard to do because we we want to get our brains in there too. <laughs> right. We want to get our brains in there too. Even when even if we got to where we're good at identifying his voice, we're like, yes, he wants me to go there. Right. When does he want me to leave yet? I want to go now. I want to go now. I want to go now. That's where he wants. To, I know. I know with 100% certainty. He wants me to go there. I'm going to go ahead and get there. And he's right. like, whoa, whoa. I've had yeah. these times recently in my life where I've almost been ready to step out. And it's just, I didn't, I did not hear go from God. That's what and you're so then I'm not going until I hear the go. Right. And I've been able to see in that waiting period what he's up to. God's given me some window into some of the some of the preparation that he's made. By no means all of it. I don't know entire stories here. I only know a little glimpse of it. But I've seen if I would have gone then, that would not have been, that would have been a very different ride than where the ride I'm on now. Right. Um, and and what is that ride designed to be? You know, later in this chapter. Jesus says, we talked about that thief that's sneaking in and trying right. to get you to follow him. Because um, he's not going in and throwing sheep in bags and stealing. Right. He's trying to get those sheep to follow him. Right. Out the door and take them wherever he's going. Trying to make his um, voice sound sweeter and better and Jesus says, promises than Jesus. It doesn't sound like it, but he says that thief is coming to steal and kill and destroy. He comes only for those reasons. 
Right. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I, the good shepherd, Jesus, came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So the difference between us following Jesus's voice and us following either our own voice or following the voice of someone who's uh, devious in nature, the difference is death, destruction, and abundant life. Right. Pretty dramatic difference, right? And so if we can get to where we recognize Jesus's voice, follow him, and so following him is obeying then right. what he's calling right. us to do. We recognize his voice and then we do what it says. Abundant life is the you product. You see the life. fruit of that obedience. And what is abundant? Abundant life is the best life you can have. Your best life. Right. God's ultimate plan for you, the life that he has created for you is abundant life. That's the best that you can get is at the other end of obedience to Jesus. And so right. spending time with him, recognizing his voice, that produces, that maximizes your life here on this planet. Right. And and it is true that it is hard at the beginning to sort that out because you're getting to know his word. You're getting to recognize his voice. You're developing your experience with obeying him and seeing the fruit of it. But over time, it gets easier and easier because of the recognition of his voice. You know his faithfulness. And so he says, go do this. You're like, yeah, yeah, right. Well, you yeah. think about it. You yeah. get to where you don't even think about it. Because right. why would I think about it? Yeah, yeah. Go here, do this. Okay, sure, of course. But, you know, when we talk about the fact that he, uh, that he goes before us, I want us to think about that for a little bit because uh, the number one way we think about that normally is what he said in John 14, when he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you, talking about the fact that he's going back to heaven. He's going to the cross to die and to be raised from the dead so that he can offer us new life and prepare a place for us in heaven that where we are, where he is, we may be also. And if I go and prepare a place for you, then I'll come and get you and receive you to myself that where I am, you may be also. So we think about him leading us out and the fact that he goes before us. Sometimes it's real easy to skip all the way to the end and think about the fact that he's preparing a place for us in heaven and one day we'll be there with him forever. But he's leading us in every aspect of our life and he he goes before us everywhere we go. When you're following Jesus, you'll never get somewhere that he hasn't already been. And I yeah. love that. I love thinking about that. Uh, I go to prepare a place for you. Uh, he's preparing a place right now for you to go, the next place he wants you to go. He's getting it ready right now. Uh, and it might be uh, some other country. It might be a ministry opportunity locally. Um, it could be uh, to go pray for your neighbor. It could be a host of things. Take a meal to somebody. Whatever it is that you're doing, he's prepared for you. That next call that you have, the next meeting that you had, the next meal that you have. If you're listening to this, he prepared the two of us to say what you needed to hear. Right. Like, and we don't even live in the same state. Like, like that's he's he's preparing and doing works in our lives to say words into this recording device right. that other people then he's prepared their hearts to hear them to get them to take that next step. We don't know what that is. 
they don't even know what that is at this point. Um, but he's doing that work on a, on a granular, granular level each day to prepare for you. But it's not just to prepare for you to step into that. He's preparing that moment then to impact future moments. It's like everything's connected. It is. So he's setting it up that maybe, and maybe it's, he prepared you for a meeting that you made a connection with that then weeks, months, years down the line will connect a dot that you need connected then. We don't know what the fruit is. We don't, we aren't able to be in his mind and know what he's doing, but what we can be confident in is that he's using it. He's preparing it and then he's going to use it to prepare the next thing. Right. And so it's, uh, it's absolutely amazing to think about how specific Jesus is in his care for us, his direction of our lives, uh, his leadership. Um, he is the leader we should want to follow. Um, and, and it really comes down to the reality of his promise in John 10, as you said, as we've already talked about a little bit, but let's think about a little bit more. The thief is wanting to kill, steal, and destroy. And he's not going to show up and say, hi, Mr. Sheep, I'm here to destroy your life. He's going to come and with some uh, questions and get you to think, you know, did God really say that? And, and, you know, if God really loved you, he'd be making it easier for you, not harder and, you know, I've got some shortcuts for you over here that if you would just take those, man, it would really work out great for you. And uh, and so why don't you just think about following me instead of following him? He's going to make it sound sweet. He's going to make it sound like it would be easy. That And nobody, and nobody else needs to know about this. Let's just keep this as our little secret. And it, it won't have any, any effect on anybody else. But wow. Have I got some really good secret stuff for you to enjoy? Um, and and but but again, his goal is to destroy your life. And but he's gonna make it sound sweet and wonderful and great. Um, but friends, you've got to tune your ear to hear the voice of your shepherd, the one who wants to save your life and maximize your impact and fruitfulness and the joy. Uh, of of serving and living for him, it's like nothing else. What are your thoughts on that? I would say there's three things that you should be doing to guard against that because you're you're spot on. The thief is not coming in saying I'm a thief. He's coming in saying I'm your shepherd. Follow right. me. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't care if you know who he is. He wants you to think he, he is Jesus. Um. So, so how do you combat against that? As you're headed off graduating high school, many of you graduating college, or again, you're just listening to this and you're going to wake up tomorrow. <laughs> uh, so this applies to everybody, right? Yeah. How do you recognize what are some practical things that you can do to recognize the voice of Jesus uh, more clearly? And it's in Colossians 3, and we've talked about this many mm. times. We talk about a lot of things many times. Wait, this is coming back, right? So there's three things in Colossians 3 that you should be doing to help put on the new self, right? And so that's listening to Jesus. First and foremost, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Mm. Read the Bible, right? Yeah. Spend yeah. time in the Bible. You don't have to read a book every day. Just nope. a, little, a, verse, a verse a day goes a long way, especially in college. A verse a day, but don't just read it, Think marinate about it, it contemplate well. it. Think mm -hmm. about it. Read a verse before you get in the shower and think about it while you shower, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Do that. Uh, take notes. Write down what God tells to you because then you can go back and revisit things that you learned throughout the week. And as you get older, you'll be like, I don't even remember doing that. 
um, right. or writing that. Who wrote that? Oh, that was me. So be in your Bible, first and foremost, because that is the direct line to his voice. Second way, um, teach and admonish one another in all wisdom. Have other Christians that you're talking about life with, right. whether it's a small group, uh, a Bible study, a church group, um, or listen to other podcasts, other teachers, other leaders, right? Mm -hmm. This is very important that this is second to Jesus because those are, as we mentioned, sometimes those people can be off base. So right. make sure that you're connected to Jesus's words first, but then have other people impact you. Other people are made differently than you are. See things from different sides, have different experiences than you. They can speak that life into you. And then the third one is singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Music is so powerful. And you're, Young people especially love music. True. Music can speak to a part of you that words can't get to. And God designed music. God created music for a reason. Make sure you have God-focused music as a part of your life on a regular basis. So be in the Word on a regular basis. Read your Bible. Think about your Bible. Listen to other people talk about the Bible. Bonus points if you're in the room while they're talking. <laughs> uh, and then third have worship music praise music or just christian music because those are three different things mm -hmm. um in your life on a regular basis it doesn't have to be the only thing you ever listen to but have it be a part of your regular life if you're doing those things paul says that's going to keep you plugged into jesus and so then Good. you're going to recognize his voice as he shows up in those things all three of those areas he's going to use to speak to you. You're going to get done listening to a message and be like, oh, I need to go do this. You're going to listen to a song and be like, ah, I need to go do this. He's mm. going to use those those vehicles to speak to you. But do those three things and you will be in phenomenal shape awesome. as far as recognizing Jesus's voice. Right. And it's that voice that will guide you. That's the voice you want to follow. But first and foremost, you have to recognize it. Now, let's look at one last promise here that's so powerful as Jesus is talking here. Let's just skip down here. Uh, verse 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. That's exactly what we've been talking about. The result of that is I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. I and the father are one. And then it says the people took up stones to stone him because he was claiming to be God. There will always be this divide. Jesus will always divide the room. Some people will take a step towards Jesus. Some people will back away and push against and, and be downright uh, opposite of what Jesus is calling us to do. And, and so that's why you have to know the voice of your leader, uh, because he will always, uh, always create this divide. But the promise that Jesus gives here, and, and, and verse 27, there's no confusion here. Jesus speaks clearly and distinctly, my sheep, my sheep, those who belong to me, they know my voice, and I know them. And they follow me. That is, they obey what they hear. And I give them eternal life. I'm not just protecting them for this life, but forever. They're mine. They belong to me. Um, and they will never perish. No one can snatch you out of the Father's hand, or my hand either, for that matter, Jesus says. 
So there's this wonderful security of knowing that we belong to Jesus because we listen to and follow his voice. You can't just do one of those. You got to do them two together, listen and follow. And then, you know, you belong to him. You're a part, you have this relationship with him that's real and personal. And through that, you can know that you will be with him forever. So you follow him now and always now and forever, because once you start this journey with him, he will see to it that you finish it. Amen. Amen. So follow the leader, the leader, the leader. Follow the leader. That's the best advice we can give you. God bless you as you do. See you next time. All right.